Welcome to Authentic Energy, a podcast dedicated to getting to the bottom of what it means to be your true, authentic self at work. I am your host, Wendy Brand, a former corporate executive turned transformation coach. Let's take this learning journey together as I meet with guests weekly to learn how they've managed or not managed to find the elusive boundaries and success in their career and what it really means to find balance. Welcome back to Authentic Energy. This is the Seeds Series, Episode 2. For those of you just joining the series, I encourage you to go back and listen to Episode 1 from last week. These are short, less than 20-minute episodes with my coaching colleague, Whitney Conservic and I. Each week, we will be planting seeds to help you take your life to the next level. After all, we have the ability to control how we live our lives, so why not elevate? And each episode gives you something that you can take away and put into action immediately. If you listened in last week, we talked about values. And if you completed the values exercise, congratulations, yay you. For those of you that did not complete it, you can still access the assessment on my website at wmbcoaching.com forward slash values assessment. Whitney and I started this series with values because just like it's important for an organization to define their core values so that everyone is aligned on what the organization stands for, it is just as impactful for you to define and know your own personal core values. Reflect on them when you need to make a big life decision to determine if it's aligned with your values. Or in day-to-day decisions when something doesn't feel right, Check in with your values. You may be out of alignment and not living as your true, authentic self. So in today's episode, Whitney and I are talking about beliefs. The thing about our beliefs is that they are what create the millions of thoughts that we have every day. So just like we have to nourish our bodies with healthy food, it's important to understand what beliefs we might have and if they are nourishing us, creating healthy thoughts, or if they're holding us back or causing fear. So here's the episode, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, welcome back to Authentic Energy with our Seed Series. Today, we're talking about the voices in your head. You know, we talked last week about values. Checking in with your values is a good way to really start to understand what your beliefs are which really can help you determine why you do things, right? It really kind of starts with your beliefs. And sometimes those beliefs can be good and sometimes they can be bad. I love how you say that sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad. And I would even go further than that because they sort of, it's how you define your possibility. And so you have those limiting beliefs, which are, I think would fall under a not serving you category. And You could also have inspirational beliefs, which are things that you believe could happen, even though they never have. And so the voices in your head can be beautiful, uh, and they can also be condemning. And there are things like, I'm not good enough, or I'm too old, or I'm too young. I don't have enough time. That was a a go-to in my head for a long time. I'm not smart enough. Things that we tell ourselves that we have really kind of reinforced over time can be called limiting beliefs. Yeah. And I find sometimes they're not rooted so deeply. Sometimes it's like, Mm. I'm never going to get promoted at this company, or I don't make a good first impression, something along those lines that's more situational. So it doesn't have to be so like fundamental to 
who you are. So let's dig into some examples. What is a limiting belief that shows up for you? Well, interestingly, and I think I talked a little bit about this in our values episode, but really that I don't sound smart when I talk. Mm. And here I am doing a podcast and full disclosure, when I'm editing this podcast, I edit a lot of ums out. I think about what I'm saying as I talk. And so I tend to add a lot of ums in there. So for me, that's kind of a voice that I've had to get over in order to do this podcast. So that's a limiting belief that you have right. that that you may not sound smart. And so in some way it serves you because it makes you conscious of it, but it also adds fear to the situation so that you you might back away from it. And in order to overcome that, and we've talked about this, I've had to just tell myself a lot do it messy, right? It doesn't matter. Just do it so that you can have that experience and then, you know, edit it. (laughs) What about you? What is, what's, what's one for you? I think as we were going through training, the one that would come up for me is really around competency or more specifically, I can't do that because I'm not, you know, fill in the blank. In some cases, this is true. Like you need a lifeguard certification to be a lifeguard. But in most cases, it's a gate I create. Like, I can't coach because I'm not certified. This one in particular is funny to me because you have to coach in order to become certified. And so it really can work against me pretty quickly. Um, And if I think about it, this belief strongly counters or creates friction to a couple of my values from last week, like creativity, courage, and humor. Uh, Meaning, if I listen to that limiting belief, I can't do it because I'm not blank. I start to get uncomfortable because I start to deny opportunities that I think would be challenging or creative or fun, which I ultimately do want from a values perspective. On the other hand, this belief has definitely encouraged me to pursue certifications. I do love a good certification course. So it does serve me in some way and that it pushes me to continue to learn, but it can also make me hesitate to move forward with opportunities that might be interesting. And I love that you've pointed out that it can help us or hinder us. So what about kind of an inspirational thought or aspirational thought? Like, what do you think that's positive? Well, I totally believe that you can do anything you want. Like, I deeply believe that. This definitely came from parents, school teachers, and mentor encouragement at an early age. I truly believe that if I commit and put my mind and effort behind something, I will reach my goal. That's not to say I can't fail. There are fails along the way to North Star goals, and that's just part of the process. Um, But that you can do anything belief always kept my aperture open. It helps me to really embrace change. I become a change agent and ultimately resulted in a lot of diversity in my own career choices. You know, I'm always searching for the next thing to learn or experience, evolve and become. Mine's kind of a, along a similar line. In, and again, going back to my values and personal development and what I got from my mom with, mm. you know, always wanting to grow and reading all the books. And I think for me, I'm it's the same way. Like you can do anything you put your mind to. And so continuous learning, that's why it's important to me. So one of the things that I thought about when I was, when we were preparing for this episode, I thought, what if I was a leader in a company and how would, knowing what I know now about our beliefs, you know, how would I apply it as a leader? Mm. And one thing that I thought about was 
you know, our employees are people just like us and they have limiting beliefs just like us. Mm -hmm. And so if, if I were a leader in a corporate environment today, I would bring, like, I love the idea of leaders as coaches Mm -hmm. and really helping individuals understand maybe what some of their limiting beliefs could be and what might be holding them back so that they can move forward and elevate. I think as a leader, sometimes it's difficult to see your limiting beliefs or know how they might be affecting your organization or your peers or your work. So why does understanding what limiting beliefs we have, how does that help us? I think this goes back to really the whole purpose of the series, right? Which is like, if we understand our values, we understand our beliefs, then we understand where our thoughts come from. And that's really the exercise I just went through, which is like this thought is coming up for me. And and then how does that change my emotion, which changes my, my action? And so it's important to, in that linear chain of events, to know what that belief is so that you can then start to identify your thoughts. And then once you do that, you can change your thoughts. So this is a fundamental stepping stone to being able to identify and change to get what you want. So what do we do? Like, what do we do with that? Knowing, knowing what we know. So what to do about your limiting beliefs, say that that's like, you want to exercise every day, or you want to read books every day or do something every day. And for some reason you have a hard time being able to do that. And so my son did this the other day in the car. And what he said to me was, mom, for the next minute, you're going to manually breathe. I had to like think through that. And it's because it's one of your like autonomic responses, right? Yes. Where you, you breathe, you don't think about it, um, but you can control it. And so limiting beliefs are a lot like that in that it's your wiring, it's there and you're not considering it. And so you just go on this course of breathing, right? Or you just go on this course of believing that things are a certain way. And it's not until somebody says, for the next minute, you're going to manually breathe (laughs) that you go, right? okay, is that (laughs) I breathe in two, breathe out four, breathe in four, breathe out eight. What do I do? (laughs) You panic. And he followed with that that with, uh, and now for a minute, you'll manually blink. And then you can't help yourself. You're like, how many times do I blink a minute? I blink, I just blinked. I don't know. So I think it's important to recognize that the dis- that you require a little disruption in order to identify what your <laughs> autonomic responses, your yes. your beliefs or your wiring is doing with you. Uh, and I'll give you one more example. Yeah. Uh, only because we were watching Wimbledon the other day. And uh, and he said he was reading an article about somebody who, and this, don't please don't do this. If you play tennis, don't do this. But somebody would go, you go up to the net and you shake hands before you play your match. And the person would go, hey, 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 before you walk away, just when you serve, do you inhale or exhale? And then the person goes up to serve and they can't think of anything else, but whether they're breathing in or breathing out right. instead of their form, they're, you know, what are they doing? And so there are, it's this disruption. It really does matter. Uh, yes. And it makes you reconsider whether or not that autonomic response or the beliefs that you're wiring is the way that you want it to be. Mm. So what should our homework be today? Um, so last week we did, the the homework was to go through the values list and understand what you think your foundational values are. Yes. This week is going to be trying to detect what those beliefs are in relation to those values. So we have first have to find them. Okay. So what we're going to do is pick a goal that you have been trying to achieve 
and you've been unsuccessful trying to achieve it. And I want you to ask yourself four questions about that goal. And does and this then, goal have to be like, I want to have a million dollars or is it? Yes. Or is it, it like, be, I just want to jog three times a week. I want to lose five pounds. I want okay. to get promoted at work. I want to make a million dollars, like whatever, okay. whatever is, you know, within means. Right? I guess I said have, <laughs> which may imply robbing a bank, which is different yeah. than <laughs> yeah, making a million don't do dollars. That. Yeah. <laughs> But these are the four questions I want you to ask yourself. Number one, I'm afraid if I reach this goal, I would blank. I'm afraid if I reach this goal, I would blank. Number two, and I'm going to put all this in the show notes. In order to achieve this goal, I would need to blank. Number three, people who achieve this goal are usually blank. And number four, people who can't achieve this goal are usually blank. And if you'll do that without thinking, you know, just write, just answer those questions easily um, without thinking too much about it. In reflection, what you will see is what your beliefs are around that goal. So you may have some limiting beliefs, you know, in order to get promoted, I'd have to work more and be, and not be able to spend time with my family you know, and you'll uncover if it conflicts with a value that you identified earlier, then you you're you're going to naturally, maybe even unconsciously, resist achieving doing what you need to achieve that goal. Yeah, I I love this exercise. I think as I coach different clients from corporate, one of the things that comes up is people who just recently were promoted, so they made mm-hmm. it, they got to their goal, and it isn't enough. So why is that not enough? And so even having achieved a goal, you could go back and reflect what you think of people who just achieved the goal. And I think like this, this exercise that you have really helps people to understand like, okay, so I made VP now what? Yes. And so what is that promotion going to give us? It's maybe we think it will give us financial freedom. It will, it'll make our ego feel good. It will, you know, all of the things that we think it's going to give us, that's why we want it. It's not necessarily the thing itself. So why is it important for me to know why I want it? Because in knowing why you want it, you can create those feelings, what the reason why you really want it. You can create that in other situations. If you want more money because you want to feel joy or to be able to give back to others, look for other ways in your life to be of service to others, even if you don't have money. Okay. So what you're saying is that joy and giving were actually the things you were seeking, not the money. And that the need for money was your limiting belief and stopped you from actually doing these other things that you wanted to do, even though you thought you needed the money in order to do those things. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense to me. Awesome. Next week, we're going to talk about right brain, left brain. Mm, Jumping into thoughts. All right. Thanks. Until next week. Yep. See you soon. What a great episode. Okay. Here are my takeaways. Number one, understanding your beliefs can help you define your possibilities. Number two, your beliefs may be limiting or they could be inspirational. Number three, examples of limiting beliefs are, I'm not good enough. I don't have enough time. I'm not smart enough. Number four. Limiting beliefs can be helpful if they bring you awareness to something that you may not do well and you're able to course correct or fix, but they can also cause fear 
that may cause you to hold back. Number five, you may require some disruption to help you alter beliefs that are wired in and holding you back to replace them with more inspirational beliefs. Number six, the homework was to pick a goal that you have been trying to achieve and ask yourself these four things. Number one, I'm afraid if I reach this goal, I would blank. Number two, in order to achieve this goal, I need to blank. Number three, people who achieve this goal are usually blank. Number four, people who can't achieve this goal are usually blank. Number seven, if you have achieved a goal and you're still not satisfied, think about the reason why you want to achieve that goal. What is it going to give you if you achieve that goal? And then focus on the feelings you're wanting from that goal. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. Join Whitney and I next week as we talk about thoughts. Thoughts.